Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Periodic Table, episode 41, The Quacking Dead. Quack. Quack. Recorded December 6th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. Episode 41 of The Periodic Table is what you are now listening to, in case you didn't know that, even though I just said that in the intro mere seconds ago. Um, and with me this week for the 44th in, 40, 41st installment, that's almost as many presidents as we've had, almost, <laughs> are Mr. Uh, Aaron... I can't call him the interrupter in chief because for two weeks in a row he's held his his tongue. Butler, hi, Aaron. Hello. You know that may, that may be the actual number of different people that have held the office. I wonder. I wonder what that number is. Uh, I think it's lower than that. Yeah, it's going to be in the the high thirties. Somebody Google that. I'm googling. Please stand by. And while Aaron googles, I'll introduce you to our other guest this week, our other host this week. Uh, somebody you all know and love, Mr. Seth Gooey Kid Anderson. Hiya, Seth. Hey, Mark. Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing in the wonderful Periodic Table Nation? Doing very well, thank you. Great. Awesome. Jim, hey, Jim Beeson you- says 43 men have been president. Is that including the, the, that guy the, who was president for a day? Yeah, I, that that's I was I had it backwards. I was thinking there had been more presidential terms. That's what I was counting. But no, 44 is the number of presidents, not the number of terms. So that's right. what, where my thinking was messed up. Because they don't count them again, except right. for Grover, Grover Cleveland, who served twice non-consecutively. Exactly. He is both right. the 22nd and 24th president. So yeah, Ronald Reagan wasn't the, the 38th and 39th president of the right. United States. Yeah, it makes sense. And so I'm Ro- wondering how many... How many terms of presidents there's been? Then there's probably been the probably in the sixty number. Yeah, and Roosevelt had to be literally carried out in a pine box. Yeah, well, it might have been mahogany, but anyway, uh, Seth, you were going to ask something. Mahogany, your hogany. Uh, <laughs> I was going to see. Um, it won't let me in the chat room, I guess, because I killed it while I was logged in. So, can you like, uh, if it doesn't let me in this time, is there some way you can kill me out of the chat room? It you just timed out. So you I did. did. Yeah, awesome. yeah, you're gone now. Awesome. 10, 10, time of death, 10, 16, 47. So while we're working on that, I will tell you about the 41st element on the periodic table, and that is neobium. But you might know Pinkett it. Where Jada Pinkett Smith's ancestors are from? I'm sorry? Isn't that where Jada Pinkett Smith's ancestors are from? Neobium? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, thank you. That was good interrupting. You, 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 earned, you lived up to your moniker there. I, I felt the need. It's it's currently called neobium, but you might know it better as columbium if you were born before 1950, mm. uh, significantly before 1950. But that's that's when the name was changed. Uh, neobium is a shiny white, soft, and a ductile metal that takes a bluish tinge when exposed to air at room temperatures for a long time. The metal starts to oxidize in air at high temperatures, and when handled hot, must be done so under protective atmosphere so as to minimize the oxide production. Mark, I have a feeling that some of our listeners out there right now, the ones who tune in, you know, for this part of the show and then tune out, I know there's, there's probably thousands of them that do that, right. uh, are wondering to themselves, you know, I hear the word ductile thrown around about metals and malleable thrown about around about metals, but I don't really understand what the difference between ductile and 
malleable is. Would you like to tell them that or would you like me to tell them? Oh, please. You go ahead. If My understanding, if I remember correctly, is ductile is a metal that can be stretched and you can pull on it and it'll expand without breaking or, or, or shattering or, or tearing. It, it actually stretches pretty well. And malleable is it can be hammered, beaten, shaped like that. Is, that, is your understanding of those words the same? Uh, I don't know. You didn't take long enough. I'm still reading Wikipedia. Uh, no, I um, right. Uh, ductility is the plasticity. Yes. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I remember in, in chemistry. I remember the video we were watching about it, and they had some metal with you know like a machine with clamps on it. Right. And then they would pull the metal and just see how long it would stretch before it broke, and that would that would tell the ductility of it. You know, whereas malleability be, is the compressive ability compressibility of it interesting they're really antonyms interesting so like when you stretch your gum out and it strings or, or pizza cheese and that long string it's, it's because very it's ductile. very ductile <laughs> or as we say in texas ductile ductile like Jim said. that's the that's the spinoff from duck dynasty ductile oh. <laughs> their, their third cousin started a flooring store Oh man, I so hate that show. Oh, I love Duck Dynasty. It's one of my favorite shows. I I try I watched a couple episodes with some friends of mine who are like Duck Dynasty zombies and I just I could not get into it. I tried, but um Quacking I, Dead. I, yeah. The Quacking I like that. The Quacking Dead. Uh but oh, yeah, I, I tried think, I think that just became the show title. I think uh, it did. I think we don't even have to vote. <laughs> I typed it. It's possible. It's on the list. The Quacking Dead. That's awesome. Uh, but I just, I, I'm not uh, big into popular media in general, but it just recently came to my attention that the lead character in uh, the TV show Sons of Anarchy, or one of the lead characters, is named Opie. Yes, he was. And now everybody's going to think that I stole the name from him. It's okay. He's dead. Yeah. So, so now they'll so, think it's a tribute. So his, 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 his he'll he'll slowly wane in popularity. Was that the yeah, Ron Perlman the, character? No, it's the same. He's he's played by the 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 quote unquote the white guy from Remember the Titans. You know, you had the the black guy and the white guy that were like oh the yeah yeah I remember yeah, Ryan Hurst is the, the actor's name. He died about three episodes ago. Very sad. Very tragic. Gary, Gary Bertier. Was was in Remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Hurst. He's a apparently a great guy. Everybody says about him. So, yeah. Rip Opie. Anyway, um, <laughs> he had an awesome beard. <laughs> uh, so do the guys on Duck Dynasty. So those two things have that in common. Uh, in fact, that this the the show that was on this week was the Christmas episode, uh, and they brought out christmas albums of christmas past picture albums and they had all the guys back when they had no beards and they literally looked like different people wow that's weird um stuff so let's jump right into it i i've been white trying to work in some sort of transition to this one and i got nothing (laughs) there is no way that you can transition from from this from anything to this yeah. Uh, so, in the long history of surrender, 
it turns out that French men's sperm have begun to surrender over the last generation. Um, the concentration of, of sperm in French men has declined from 1989 to 2005 due to a, uh, or so to say the results of a longitudinal study. It's one of the largest mm. of its find uh, of its kind to to and it fi- finds that there's been a a de- decline <laughs> in sperm quality that they're calling a global concern. Now, isn't overpopulation a global concern? So, are we shouldn't we be happy about that? I I, w- I would say you know it's okay, it's all right. Except that other than the fact that. Uh, there's some people you know who are lamenting, and this is you know controversial subject, that they're talking about the decline of the Western European Anglo person in general population ratio wise in the United, in the world. Right. You know the Indian subcontinent and Asian continents are grow the the population rate is growing there so fast compared to the United States where the average, you know, the average number of kids has declined over and over and over, you know, not over and over and over, continually declined for the last several years to, it used to be that, you know, a kid family with a single child was unusual. And now single children families are not unusual and parents, people who have no kids are not unusual. Right. Well, um, and the average age of like parents, first time parents is also going up. So, you know, right, not so the only are they, cycle they, decreases too. Right. So right. 30 is the new 20. It says here that uh, over the 17-year study, the average sperm concentration in men dropped 32.2%, uh, an average of 1.9% per year. Now, I, I have to point out that this study was done at um, fertility clinics. So it was uh, men uh, who were having trouble conceiving and had themselves uh, and their wives tested and, and found that their wives were the problem. I don't mean to say the problem, but scientifically speaking, it was the, wi- the wife was the reason they couldn't conceive and not the men. But during the process of finding that out, the men had to be tested. So they gathered all of this data, and they looked at 17 years' worth of, of motility and, and counts and found that uh, among French men, it's going way down. And... and um, uh, British, uh, a similar, similar, similar British study, uh, has found the same thing as well, as well has, uh, have Israeli, uh, sperm banks reporting that they've been turning away men for poor sperm quality. So right. it does appear to be a trend, but isn't there also like, uh, cause I was actually going to put this in the warm up for the, our Linux show. Um, I read this earlier this week. Isn't there, doesn't it mention other things like the Danes and some other Scandinavian countries where they were not seeing that decrease? Correct. Denmark did not show decreases. So Denmark is implementing their plan for total world domination. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're well, just, they're taking the slow, slow and steady wins the race. Of course, the, one of, you know, one of the obvious things that you look at there is diet. Right. Um, mm-hmm. um, the Tidy f- Right. The fashion. Uh, but uh, you know, Euro- Central Europeans, as as Americans, tend to have a higher fat, higher dairy diet, whereas the Scandinavians tend to have a more uh, fish uh, and seafood centric diet, as do uh, Indians and and you know Asia's uh, Asian continents, where the population is is still fine. So 
there's lots of things to look at, but I just couldn't help but make the joke that French sperm are surrendering. Yes, <laughs> I I was going to make that joke too. So it, everybody was going to make. I'm surprised there's not a whole meme already on the internet about <laughs> it. Uh, if not, somebody start one because I just I can't do it. So uh, what's what's interesting about what you said, Aaron, is the the concern about the types of people that are on the earth. Um, in this world where we're supposed to be uh, completely ig- ignorant, not you know we're not even supposed to notice colorblind. Mm-hmm. Is what the what the politically correct say. We're not even supposed to notice that. You know, it, are we even allowed to to note that there are people who are different? Right. Well, that's why I say controversial. But I think the some of the some of the talk is from uh, from camps, the Anglo, you know, um, Anglo Anglo Saxon Protestant, um, the Judeo Christian camp, in the sense that right. in, you know the the. For the longest time, the United States and Western Europe were the quote-unquote strongholds of Christianity, and in India, you have you know Buddhism and uh, can not Confucianism, Hinduism, and you know Buddhism, and also in China and and Confucianism, Confucian, that Confucianism, yeah, yeah, people who follow Confucius, and um, and that there is a huge you know huge uh, percentage of chance that kids have the same right. faith as their as their parents, and so. You know the the Christians could lo- literally lose lose the evangelism more simply by by numbers. They could be outpopulated. Of course, if you subscribe to the classic Judeo Christian uh, ethic that says uh, fertility is a sign of blessing from God, favor from God, mm-hmm. um, then it must be conferred, uh, inferred that God now hates Jews and Christians and loves Muslims. And uh, Hindus, Hindus, or or, the, or that we're more likely to use birth control. <laughs> I mean, that's what it, that's what it is, right? People are choosing to have less kids. Yeah, and it's always the uh, well. I don't even want to go over there. I, I was gonna. No, I will go there. The, the white trash. You know, the people um, who. Um, well, this that, is a perfect the, segue, Mark. Right, the people who want to have children. I was going to go there, and trust me, okay. people who who want to have children and would love them and are financially capable of caring for them have fertility problems, and they go to clinics and they become parts of studies. The uh, the young uneducated girl who got drunk one night after prom, she has no trouble conceiving at all. Right. So, yep. it, and I, I'm I'm the poster child of that. <laughs> you got drunk after prom and got pregnant. I did. No, actually, I'm it's the other. I'm side the uh, I'm the other side of that story. I'm the I'm the white stable. You know, both both come from families where both parents are still you know were married and uh, you know grew up in stable homes and uh, you know college graduate, good job, never been without a job type thing, and and not able to have kids on my own. So, uh, so anytime somebody complains about their kid, I offer to take them, and I'm sincere. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I did that today, actually. In uh, Racine, New York, right? I get I get these confused. Is it New York? I believe it is. Um, a man. That was one of the teams in uh, League of the Rooms. <laughs> yes, yes. The Racine Peaches. We're members right? of the All-American League. Uh, a, uh, a racing county circuit court by the name of Judge Tim Boyle told Corey Curtis, 
He legally enjoined Corey Curtis, 44 years old, um, of having any more children until he could prove that he is financially capable of supporting them. Curtis currently has nine children and owes almost $100,000 in unpaid child support. And they uh, drug him into court, and the judge said, I would love to uh, compel you to be sterilized. But since that's not legal, I will enjoin you from having any further children as a um, condition of your probation unless you can prove that you are financially capable of supporting your children. So if this man has any more kids, sires any more children, his probation will be revoked and he'll go to jail for a very long time. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I have mixed feelings about that because, you know, on the liberty standpoint, I don't like it for the government to say what to do, but from a personal integrity standpoint, some some other guy needs to take him out behind some building <laughs> and beat the yeah. crap out of him. But the women need to realize, and, you know, well, anyway, there just needs to be a little bit more personal responsibility on all sides. So I think clearly. we ought to take him out. I think we just need to take him to the tattoo part of holding down and have him tattoo it. I have nine kids on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll cut his chances down a little well, bit. Well, maybe the forehead isn't the area because that's not where they're they're spending their attention if he keeps having uh, children. I've uh, had more kids than days I've worked. <laughs> so uh, Now, Seth, clearly invoking such uh, ridiculous notions as personal responsibility, you can't be a modern America. Uh, modern American. That's just ridiculous. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm a throwback to days gone by. Um, Are you now, or have you ever been a mem- member of the Communist Party? <laughs> no, <We're> because <laughs> no, because the Communist Party, nobody has to take responsibility. No. Somebody else will do it. So we, we were joking a minute ago. We we weren't really joking. It serious. We were talking about, and then I was joking. About our dogs, we have two Jack Russell Terriers. And one of them is crazy and barks at vacuum cleaners and lawnmowers and things. And we got a complaint letter from the uh, animal control that somebody had called a complaint in about our dogs um, barking incessantly. And, and I'm sure what happened was is we went to go to the state park to go hike or something, left them outside in the backyard, and the neighbor decided to mow the yard. And they barked the entire time he mowed. And another neighbor probably sent a letter and a complaint. And one of the people that were over at my house said, I can't believe they would do that. You know, they're, they're your neighbor. They should just come over and tell you. You know, that's just the way, I'm, you know, that's that's the right thing to do. And I said, I'm pretty sure it was this neighbor, neighbor A. And uh, and I said, hey, you know what? I don't, I, I'm not going to hold it against him. He's a Yankee. He doesn't know any better. Just joking. You know, I'm from Texas. So right. I was joking about that. So in Texas, you, you go and you tell your neighbor or you just shoot the dog. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> that's what you do. You don't call the people about it. You take care of it yourself by either talking to your neighbor or shooting the dog. Either one. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have what? to tell the neighbor I shot your dog. So, I mean, you tell uh, the neighbor, right? Your right, dog was yeah. barking and wouldn't shut up, so I shot him. Uh, no, what I would in Texas, what I would, what I would have done, would I would go take the neighbor's dog and put it in their house or tie it up or you know whatever. I don't know, but yeah, I, I would have appreciated a call or you know a stop by and knock on my door or anything, but calling them in and, and having them threaten me because that's what they send. They send you a threatening letter. Right. You can you know a thousand dollar fine and you know thirty days in jail type thing. Stop or I'll say stop again. (laughs) 
I'm, so I'm anyway, to, to get over, back to, instead of a thousand dollar fine, I'd rather you shoot my dog, but that's yeah. beside the point. <laughs> to get back to the article, lest you think that this judge is being a renegade, there is in fact precedent for this. A, uh, um, a case has been already held and gone to uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So maybe this is Racine, Wisconsin, now that I see that. Um, uh, let me rant for just a moment about online news articles. They don't tell you where they're from. It's very difficult. You have to know that the journaltimes.com is the article for whatever, but you can't, you can't always know that. And European um, online news sources almost never quote the original source. It's very frustrating about, to me. I thought you were going to rant about people naming cities in different states the same name. No, no. <laughs> but it's just, Every city should be unique. I, I know I know we find this hard to believe, but I actually consider uh, it my responsibility on the show to do my due diligence. I try to to sniff out hoaxes and I try to always refer back to the original news article whenever possible. I'm often sent links to the Huffington Post or something like that. Uh, and I liked those are fine, but I want to go back to the original article. And uh, American journalists, um, I don't know if it's a law or just generally considered good practice, almost always provide a link to the uh, to the original source. But uh, uh, British or uh, Australian or, or news, they ne- they almost never do, uh, and so it, it becomes very difficult. So if I'm fumbling around here saying I don't know which state this is or whatever, it's not that I didn't do my homework; it's just that I didn't do enough of it. <laughs> So anyway, um, so there is some uh, some uh, precedent for this. If it uh, is uh, appealed, the 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 ruling would probably hold up. So this man can have no more children until he can get his financial act together. But what yeah, is the, there, or what what is there to keep him from having kids? Oh my gosh! It, it doesn't matter that I can't support kids, and I've known that all my life. All of a sudden, the judge says I can't have any more kids. Well, what's to keep uh, him from it, it is if he does, he will be thrown in jail, and you don't have kids while you're in jail. It's a violation of his probation. It's one right. of the one of the requirements of his probation. And the defense attorney says, "Hey, that wasn't in the recommendation," and the judge said, "So I'm yeah. not following the recommendation." <laughs> the judge said, "You're a ju- I'm a judge. You're a lawyer. I can do what I want to." That's my paraphrase. But I have to think he probably had a, a little glimmer in his eye when he said that. Because he literally started his statement with, it's a pity I can't force you to be sterilized. So the judge sort of made his his um, uh, feelings known right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the problems that people often have with their children when they, when they sire them is they grow up to become demon-possessed. And this is really a, a big issue. Um, so much so that the Catholic church has set up a hotline, an exorcism hotline, uh, in Milan, Italy, uh, the biggest, the biggest diocese of the Italian church, uh, Monsignor Angelo Mascheroni sounds like a dish, uh, the diocese chief exorcist, the diocese chief exorcist. 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 That's actually a position they have there. Since 1995, said that the uh, um, Curia had also appointed twice as many exorcists to cope with the doubling in the number of requests for help over the last 15 years. But here's um, one of my favorite lines. Usually parents call because they're concerned about a a child who won't go to school 
or is taking drugs or rebelling. In reality, it's not a demon. But when you're 18 years old and young people, they don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> so that's the issue. Every child, once they become a teenager, becomes demon-possessed and need an exorcism. Yes, they do. <laughs> it appears to be that way sometimes. Yes. Um, so it's it's interesting that, uh, you know, the several religious uh, sects believe heavily in demon possession. Uh, and and some, some consider it to be a positive thing. Some consider it to be a negative thing. But there are many people who believe in it. And the Catholic Church stance on it is the, that there, you, there is a number of rites of exorcism that, that certain people are ordained or trained to do. And apparently in Italy, it's become such a big thing that they've had to double the number of exorcists on staff. Yeah, this one guy, Father Gabriel Amorth, who was the Vatican's chief exorcist for 25 years, claims to have dealt with 70,000 cases of demonic possession. And he said that uh, he also takes a dim view of fantasy novels and yoga. Practicing the latter, he once warmed, was, quote, satanic. It leads to evil, just like reading Harry Potter, end quote. He also said that sex abuse scandals in the Roman church were proof that, quote, the devil is at work inside the Vatican. And he claimed That'd be a good show title. That could get us some SEO there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he claimed that satanic behavior lay behind the Vatican attempts to cover up the deaths of Alois Easterman, the commander of the Swiss Guard, his wife and another Swiss Guard, Corporal Cedric Tournay, in 1998. He wasn't people making bad decisions. The devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, you can't really disagree with that, can you? So... Well, you can, but it's it's kind of hard to prove a negative, right? How do you right. prove it wasn't the devil? Right. Yeah. Well, just like we always have, we tie them up, we throw them in the river. <laughs> if they sink and drown, they weren't the devil. Unless they're a duck. So, <laughs> right. If she One weighs the same floats. as a duck, she's made of wood and therefore a witch. A witch. All right. And moving on to something a little more fun, our old friends um, at JD's um, Bacon Peoples <laughs> um, uh, have made a number of the uh, top 12 uh, lists at uh, theweek.com. It's the Bacon Obsession, 12 bacon-inspired products. And I'm just going to quickly go through the list of them. Bacon Shaving Cream from J&D's. The bacon casket, which we've talked about before. Right. Uh, the bacon milkshake from um, a restaurant. It doesn't say which one. Let's see. Fast food chain. Jack in the Box. A, a bacon milkshake. Um, bacon fragrance. Called it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to read that. Chicago-based cologne maker last year introduced a fragrance called bacon it comes in two ver versions maple scented and classic um jones's soda has a bacon flavored soda um black rock spirits has a bacon flavored vodka um back home <laughs> back home uh, a yeah, company yeah. is making a brand of adhesive bandages because you can't say the other name that look like bacon and seriously I would buy those. I would wear bacon 
I love the, on, the quote. On the shaving cuts. Treat your minor cuts, scrapes, and scratches. Scratches was the incredible healing power of bacon. Rub some bacon on it. If you haven't seen that video, go Google that right now. That phrase, rub some bacon on it and laugh. Help make even the ouchiest owies feel all better in no time. And there's bacon lip balm, which in fact, mm-hmm. I have some of from J&D's. It's awesome. How do you keep um, from licking it all off? That's my question. <laughs> um, yeah, because then your lips become extra chapped. Right? And then you have to put more on, yeah. and then you lick that off. And then, I mean, I guess, you know, it's almost like crack because you use up all your lip balm in a day and have to buy more. Right. And if you're having trouble getting your kids to brush their teeth, just try Mr. Bacon's bacon-flavored toothpaste. They say it's very meaty. Uh, that that conjures to me images of putting like pate on a toothbrush that doesn't sound appealing at all yeah um, i would not now um burger king came out with a bacon sunday earlier this year and yes. i had one of those so. uh, a chicago-based candy company uh, has uh, called das foods has a, a pair of uh, suckers uh, uh lollipops bacon and maple flavored lollipops I don't like the combination of bacon and maple, but I know a lot of people do. What? I, I just don't. I'm sorry. Oh, man. You you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Well, I just don't like the sweet and the... Anyway. And how about Mr. Bacon's Big Adventure, the bacon-themed board game? I would buy that. Bacon-themed board game. Yes. Wow. The the first player to uh, make it to the frying pan at the end of the game wins. That's awesome. Uh, And and this one, send the kids out of the room for the moment, from the the boys at J&D, Bacon Lube. And the slogan is, be a bacon lover. (laughs) I don't know that there's anything more I can say about that. That's it. That's all I need to say there, Mark. Let's just move on. Moving around, I'll have nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> oh, giving new meaning to meat. Um, yeah. As as Paul Harvey used to say when he was, I miss Paul Harvey. I uh, uh, yes. He, he would he would often start stories that uh, were from other countries, and that seemed a little odd. He would say, "It is not one world," and this is a story that proves it is not one world uh in indonesia uh a sang fikri a 40 year old chief of the west java district of garut married 17 year old fanny oktora as his second wife in july nobody had a problem with this this was perfectly okay he divorced his wife People didn't have a real problem with that. They, however, didn't like the way that he chose to do it. He sent her a text message that said, we are now divorced. Did he have to send it three times? <laughs> yes, I was hoping you somebody would pick that up. In the uh, ancient Jewish culture, uh, for a man to divorce a woman, all he had to do was take her to a place a public place and say, I divorce you three times and she was divorced and many other Muslim and Islamic, uh, countries, uh, those are the same thing, uh, uh, still hold true to that, that a man can divorce a woman for any reason at any time, simply by saying we're divorced. 
But uh, students took to protesting the fact that um, he did it over a wedding, and their complaint is that she spent the equivalent of $25,000 on the wedding. And if she spent that much money on the wedding, then he should have at least broken up with her in person, apparently. It's, the, the details are a little sketchy. And What's really funny is you got the article, you read down through the article, blah, 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 and the last sentence says, however, divorce by text message is uncommon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, email, on the other hand, much more common. Uh, this was in Indonesia, Seth, in Garut, the West Java district of Garut. Awesome. I the might chief, have to move there. The chief, 40 years old, took a 17-year-old as his second wife and decided he didn't like her very much. And sticking with the theme of divorce, here's one that uh, I couldn't find the original source for. All I found was the same article posted across a number of websites uh, with the same picture posted on it. It smells fishy to me, but it was too good to pass up. Um, A traffic cop in um, Poland um, is suing his ex-girlfriend for about $9,000 because uh, the $9,000 that he spent on her to have breast implants while they were together because now that she got the implants, she left. And uh, his, my favorite line, there's always a favorite line, is the, uh, the lawyers say that he is suffering from, quote, loss of use of the 32 double D boobs. And so that is the co- the uh, the reason for the suit that uh, he had a, a uh, reasonable expectation of use, having purchased said boobs, <laughs> and when she took that away, he is now being deprived of of legal use of the boobs. I think her best defense would be to take to have them removed and mailed to him and say use them all you want. That would be awesome. She's she's a twenty four year old model apparently, and. Uh, her side of the story is she didn't really want them because what model wants big boobs? Um, but that he uh, was very obsessed with his, with the size of her boobs, saying that his ex-girlfriend had giant knockers and that she should as well. Uh, knockers is my word, not hers. I don't know what the, the uh, Polish word for knockers is. Uh, <laughs> and badgered him until she finally got it. She says, quote, because I loved him, I agreed. But he was more in love with my breast than with me. It's just sad. So sad. In so many ways. I really thought sad there'd be for more him, for his loss. <laughs> yeah. Sad for her. I, I'm sad for the shallowness of both their lives, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what? How? How would you do that? I mean, I understand why the guy it? did it. I understand why the guy did it because every guy would do that if he could talk his girlfriend into that. But I don't understand the girlfriend doing it whenever she didn't want it, um, unless I guess they really are that shallow. I don't know. Women do lots of things because they're the men in their lives want them to. So I, this is not the worst thing a woman has done for her man. Uh, and let's not forget that she's a model, and this can't be bad for her career. Right. Especially, yeah. Especially if she wants to come to America, Americans seem to be extra fascinated with big breasts. 
So. Right. In other places, South America, for example, it's all about the, the butt. Right. They don't care that much about the boobs. Right. Really, chat room? You have nothing to say about this. I give you this golden gem served up on a silver platter, and you have nothing to say about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. But if she's looking for work, she can always go to work for G-Spirits, because I understand that she has the assets necessary. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, oftentimes, if you're a, a church-going person, you'll hear miraculous stories of Jesus restoring sight to the blind. Ever heard of Johnny Walker doing the same thing? I have not, Mark. Tell me about it. I will. In, uh, in New Zealand, an elderly man, well, I don't know, 65 years old, old elderly-ish, um, from Taranakai, Taranaki, um, uh, had, was at a wedding and had been enjoying some vodka in, in no small quantities. Um, and he stumbled to his bed at night um, and couldn't see anymore. And he thought maybe he just couldn't find the light switch. So he went to bed and tried to sleep it off. But he woke up the next morning, and the lights were still out. And he realized he was blind. So they took him to the emergency room, where the emergency room realized that um, the methanol in his uh, in the vodka, excuse me, the yeah, the methanol in the 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 alcohol in the vodka had mixed with some blood, some diabetic medication he was taking to produce methanol, essentially formaldehyde. And he, was, he had formaldehyde poisoning. They took him in. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. They took him in for exploratory surgery. And when they cut him open, they smelled formaldehyde. And uh, so it is, it is a well-known um, treatment, apparently, for methanol poisoning that ethanol can counteract it by causing the body to absorb the ethanol before it can absorb the methanol. And uh, it can be delivered by a intravenous, uh, intravenous drip and can often counteract the effects of methanol poisoning. They didn't have any ethanol, so they went down to the local liquor store and bought a uh, bottle of Johnny Walker Black Label, gave him uh, an NG tube, and started feeding it into his stomach. And five days later, he woke up uh, and was fine. So fifty-five bottle, yeah, yeah, fifty fifty-five bottle dollar bottle of whiskey. Uh, not only saved his life, but saved his sight as well. Interesting. That's awesome. So, um, if you're blind, you can get insurance to pay for Johnny Walker. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I once was blind, but now I see. Vodka made me blind, but whiskey made me see. Yay. Well, see, that's the Russians are out to get everyone blind, and we Americans are going to make sure they can see. So, we're just doing our duty to the world. More whiskey, America, and of course the uh, the the man in question, the patient, is quite happy with the medical care he received. Uh, it says, "quote I thought it was really pretty bloody good. The hospital was absolutely awesome." Uh, and amazed, he was amazed at his uh, uh, at their ingenuity. Said, uh, "Yep, they said if the patient's awake, they can just drink it." Right. <laughs> Yeah, but in his case, he had lost consciousness was yeah. and, and couldn't do it, so they had to shove a tube down his throat. It says that uh, he's uh, out telling everybody uh, that if you're a diabetic 
quote, take it easy. And he said he hasn't touched alcohol since that point. And Jim Beeson in the chat room says, I want to go to that hospital where, the, <laughs> where what they do is give you top shelf whiskey to cure your ales. Right. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I wonder, I wonder if they've seen an uptick in patients since they've done that. That would be a nice study. <laughs> that would be a nice study for a sociologist to see. So you, what you do is you just go drink your first couple of shots of vodka, feign blindness, then they then they go ahead and get you the West the way drunk with the uh, with the Johnny Walker for free. With my luck, though, I'd go to a hospital that actually had the pure ethanol in house, right. and I wouldn't get the vodka, the the whiskey. I'd just get the the expensive bottle hung, hanging on a on a right they, they put it like you said in the ng tubes they'd run a tube up your nose into your stomach right and give it to you with a drip like that but you know now guys can go out and get drunk on vodka and then bring home the johnny walker and say honey i can't see i have to have this if you love me you will let me drink it so i just picture lots of guys who are slightly nearsighted saying i don't need glasses i need more whiskey that'll fix it they say carrots are good for you turns out whiskey is even better <laughs> and uh sticking in the uh theme of alcohol um and also returning to one of our favorite places in the world Where in, that be? in port st lucie florida uh, a woman by the name of marianne porcaro porcaro 51 years old uh, was running around a hotel room in her undies, knocking on guests' doors uh, at 12.30 a.m. She was, uh, on November 15th, she went to the Holiday Inn, where the manager said the woman had, quote, been running around the hotel in her bra and panties and had been knocking on guests' doors. The manager also said the fire alarm had been activated, and he blamed the running underwear woman. <laughs> That's an awesome statement. <laughs> and said she was taking a dip in the pool. The officer spotted the woman and identified as Pocaro swimming in the pool. Um, <laughs> and this is our friend Will Greenlee. He always throws these funny things in there. Uh, the pool, which some characters in the 1962 to 1971 television uh, comedy The Beverly Hillbillies referred to as the Cement Pond. When asked why she was running around the hotel in her bra and panties and knocking on other guests' doors and waking them up, she said she was pregnant. Because clearly, my wife has been pregnant three times, and each time she was compelled by the pregnancy to strip right. down to her undies and run around and knock on doors. Well, it's that you have, first you get the nesting syndrome, and then you get the streaking syndrome. <laughs> And and Jim being the the true to his character in the chat room is asking for pictures of the woman. Uh, there are no pictures of her in her underwear. There is, however, a mugshot, and she's not somebody. She's that quite I the looker. <laughs> she's quite the looker. She's not someone that I would expect to be pregnant, particularly at fifty one years old. Uh, but maybe if you have a pregnancy that late in life, uh, it causes you to knock on doors in your underwear. Maybe yes. Not. <laughs> maybe she'd had a little too much Johnny Walker and she was just happy that now she could see. I once was blind. <laughs> okay. And I had some Johnny Walker. <sighs> There's no other way to describe this next story, but by calling it a stupid criminal story. We like dumb criminal stories and there've been some doozies. We've had, uh, the fellow who, uh, uh, was arrested for slicing 
the tires of a police car because he posted a picture of him doing it on Facebook. So we've had uh, um, all sorts of dumb criminals. Well, Hannah Sabata, 19 years old, of uh, Nebraska, who calls herself, quote, the chick bank robber, posted a nearly eight-minute video on YouTube in which she showed the money and through a combination of subtitles that uh, she had superimposed on the screen and handwritten letters, uh, notes that she had uh, written on notebook paper and held up to the camera, confessed to the fact that she stole a uh, Pontiac Grand Am and then robbed a bank. And she described everything uh, in fairly accurate detail. And the police... uh, were alerted to this and found out that uh, when they started researching, said that, yeah, it's, and as a matter of fact, there was a car stolen recently, and that stolen car was reported at a bank robbery. Apparently, she walked into the uh, the bank. She handed the teller a note in uh, Waco, um, Nebraska, and on November 29th, and said, handed the tellers a slip of paper that said, you are being robbed. No alarms or locks or phones, or ink bags. I have a loaded gun. You have two minutes. She got away with $6,000. In her video, she says uh, she told her mom, quote, I told my mom it was the best day of my life. She thinks I met a new boy. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. She blames the fact that the government stole her baby. And that the system is, quote, just a game. And says that's why she stole the money and robbed a bank and stole a car. Why she put it on YouTube is yet to be determined. Yeah, um, I, I remember reading this story earlier this week. And looking at her, you know, you could totally see that, yes, she... Uh, she looks like someone who is smart enough to rob a bank and then brag about it on YouTube to the rest of the world. So, <laughs> so what are you trying to say, Seth? <sighs> In case you're wondering, she's not a brunette. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, and nope. then one one final uh, dumb criminal story, and that's it. It's a short show. We've run through these rather quickly. Um. In Texas. Yay for Texas. Texas. Springtown, Texas. We've had a number of don't mess with Texas stories, and this is another of them. Um, a fellow by the name of James Gurro uh, was asleep in his bed with his wife when he heard somebody enter the door. The somebody was Christopher Lance Moore of Bedford, Texas. Um, Mr. Garrow uh, woke up and saw the man, uh, and the man was walking around, and he looked in the bathroom, and he turned around. And at, at that time, Mr. Garrow grabbed his loaded forty-five. He says, quote, it's loaded with hollow points, so it would have been a good day. Would, would not have been a good day. <laughs> Excuse me, would not have been a good day. It was so much better the other way. Sorry. Loaded with hollow points, so it would not have been a good day. Um, and he confronted the man. He was coming around the corner, uh, and he pointed, I pointed my gun at him and asked him, who are you and what are you doing? He had his hands on his keys, his car keys. He said, give, him, give me your keys. And I took his keys, and I told him to lay down. And he said, no, 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 and he jumped in his truck. So apparently his truck was in the bedroom. 
Um, no, he was outside at this point because <laughs> okay. he caught him outside the house. I actually read this story just today. So, um, and the guy jumped in his truck and kept hitting the button to lock the door. And his wife called nine one one. Right. And by this oh, but, time, but it gets better. It gets better. Yeah. He couldn't go anywhere, right? Because right. Mr. Garrow had the keys. So he was right. sitting there in his car, a prisoner. And uh, Mrs. Lindy Garrow called the police and said, y'all hurry up now because my husband's fixing to shoot him. That's a quote. Uh, Meanwhile, Mr. Moore is also calling 911 from from being held prisoner in his car. Parker County 911, what is your emergency? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm out in the country somewhere and some guy has a gun on me. Well, it's a it's a real nice single wide. <laughs> but the guy and his son both had the drop on him at this point too. Yeah. So, so yeah, an old, an old a Texan Texans know their guns. Is standing there holding a Colt forty five that he tells you is loaded with hollow points. At that point, the police are actually a pretty good alternative for you. Yeah. Right. Please, 911, please come arrest me and take me to jail. Are you trying to take off, Mark? What was happening there? I have a motion sensor light that went off, so oh. I had to I had to dance around a little bit to get it come back on. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Garrow says, were you trying to steal my stuff? No, sir. No, sir, I said. Were you trying to hurt my kids? No, sir. No, sir. And I said, were you trying to hurt me or my wife? No, sir. No, sir. Just bad intentions. Bad intentions. What does that mean? I have no idea. But he was probably in the process of peeing down his own leg, and that yeah. was the best he could say at the moment. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. That's if you're Rob, if you break into a house and somebody chases you out to your vehicle, why? I mean, you called nine one one. So I, I would love to hear what this guy's excuse was for being there. I think at that point he didn't. He wasn't even concerned with pr- pretending to be innocent. He was just, "Don't let this old guy shoot me." <laughs> so I mean, we've the <laughs> we've just learned through all the 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 many months on this show, don't steal from Texans. It's a bad idea. Right. We had a Texas woman who shot her husband for uh, not taking out the uh, doing the laundry. I think it was taking out the trash. That's what it was. Um. Another Texas woman who shot her husband because she was trying to shoot a skunk and missed. Um, what was it? There was a Texas man who beat up a would-be carjacker. There's, we've had lots of stories over the, the last almost, well, right out a year, more than a year that we've been doing this show, that uh, <laughs> criminals just need to listen to us. A, don't post what you did on Facebook or YouTube. And B, just stay away from Texans. Yeah, go to Florida with all the other dumb criminals. So Yeah, in Florida, you'd fit right in. Nobody would even notice in Florida. Right. You could be eating somebody's face off on the side of the road, and they're okay with it in Florida. That's just an everyday occurrence. But in Texas, just don't try to steal from people. Right. Uh, and that's it. That was uh, 12 stories, good and true. Um, oh, wait, I missed one. I missed one. We were talking about divorce. I got to go back. Um, this is a, a woman in uh, uh, 
Gunzhou Fujian province in southern China. I think I should get some points for trying to say that. Gunzhou Fujian yeah. province. Uh, stuck by her husband while he was in jail for five years. She wrote letters to him. She visited him. She was faithful to the man for five years. Quote, I was really counting down the days until he was released. I thought my life would be complete and everything would be great when he was released. He finally was. And after a few weeks, she decided she wanted a divorce. He, she says, quote, he's always in the way and criticizing me. It seems as though he just didn't have anything good to say to me. Nothing I did seemed to make him happy. He was always criticizing me all day long. Even when he went to bed at night, he would still criticize me. I'd been used to making my own way, and I couldn't stand the way he tried to boss me about. <laughs> and the judges said, okay, you can have a divorce. And then is she with her new man or something now? Or No, that's it. It's just uh, after five years of sticking with him, uh, the husband says, I was only trying to help her. I would give her some tips to improve things. But she took everything personally, as if I were criticizing her. Oh, yeah, just telling her what was wrong. And she thought I was like telling her what was wrong. I used to tell my soul, uh, cellmate what to do all the time, and he never complained. Uh-huh. <laughs> So in the uh, classic sta- Tammy Wynette stand by your man fashion, she stuck with him through the good times and divorced him when he came home. Well, you know, now, some people are just better at a distance. So <laughs> Some people are just better at a distance. That uh, truer words have never been spoken. That's, that's the wisdom right up there with Forrest Gump. Sometimes there aren't enough rocks. That's a good one. Yes. All right. So now we're done. Now I've done all my stories. Do we have any other comments, commentary, questions, or odd musings? Uh, no. Thank well, I, I can get online now for whatever reason. My internet's faster. So. <laughs> now that the show's over, you're ready to record. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how that would work, but like I was able to actually uh, pull up a couple of the articles there at the end. So, yay me! All right, so uh, I guess there's really nothing left to do, but uh, tell you the listening audience out there that if you would like to uh, submit stories to this show, I would appreciate it. If you would like to appear on this show, I've never actually said this before. This is an open casting call. If you would like to be on this show, let me know. Send me an email uh, or go to elementop.com. Use the Contact Us button at the top of the page, and that will uh, let you fill out a form, which will then send me an email. Uh, I'm not saying that if you ask, you will get on, but I'm saying you're free to ask. Um, but you, I do appreciate uh, when you, when people send me links to news stories. And you should have and, them submit a story that would be worthy of the periodic table and then a few comments about it if they desire and that could be like a uh that could like set the bar for like consideration to be on the show maybe I, maybe i should make them send me an audition tape send send me a, a highlight reel of of you laughing at silly things because that's really all that's required on the show <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it if you're willing to laugh at my bad jokes you're a good co-host you're on so anyway, uh, 
show topics, uh, not topics, but uh, news articles, commentary, and, and all other such things are always welcome at elementop.com. Aaron, where can people find, oh, maybe more about you if they were so interested? The simplest, most easiest, and most efficient way to do that is to go to Google and type the number one, a space, the word meal, a space, the number one, a space, and the word workout, and hit enter. You know, I That's bet that would, would work be. without the spaces, too. You ever tried it? Yeah, it, it will. It will work without it. But don't put one me alone workout. <laughs> yeah, one meal, one workout.com is actually my website, and you can go there. That's the easiest way. And what sort of stuff would they find there, Aaron? Yeah, they found all kinds of stuff. Mostly it's about food and fitness, trying to be fitter, trying to be less less fat, um, healthier, making better choices, being being around as long as we can be with the body that we got. Excellent. And Seth, how about yourself? Is there any place that people could find you online if they wanted to learn more about the enigma that is Seth Anderson? Well, they can find me over at the Element OP forums. I pop in there from time to time and look around. Um, I have a website, thegooeykid.com, but I don't have anything there but just one page thing. Um, so if you want to go look at thegooeykid.com, feel free to stop by and uh, see what I said was coming soon a year ago. And gooey, by the way, is G-U-I, yes. not G-O-O-E-Y. Right. Well, it's but, got a beautiful snowy scene. Yes. Isn't that a pretty picture? That's a beautiful snowy scene. Yes. So, but yeah, and between the gooeykid.com and Element OP forums, they can get a hold of me. You guys were very low-key tonight. There was a whole lot of, hmm, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not specifically tired or anything. I'm just maybe I'm just in that kind of mood. Need some more caffeine is what it is. I think. There we go. I'm caffeine deprived. Well, Tank up on Mountain Dew next time. Yeah. I, I was handicapped by the inability to get into the meat of the story. I do apologize. He said meat. <laughs> so I guess that's all I have to say, folks. Uh, oh, by the way. If you're an iTunes user, if you found this show on iTunes, or even if you didn't find the show on iTunes, but you happen to have iTunes loaded on your computer, go on over there, load up iTunes, find this show, Periodic Table, and give us a rating and a review, and you'll be my best friend forever. Maybe. So with that, without further ado, I will say thank you, Seth, for joining in. Thank you, Aaron, for being the uh, consistent rock that you always are. Happy to be here. And I will say that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.